0: Turn to our Bibles. We're going to go straight to Ecclesiastes in chapter 3. And I want to talk about time. Pastor Paul just alluded a little bit to the part of what I want to talk about is uh, man's time, our natural time, and God has a time as well. The physicist says, defines time as a progression of events from the past to the present and into the future. You cannot see, touch, or taste time, but it can be measured. Well, that's the physicist's view of time. Now, I wasn't no extraordinaire on physics. I was in year 10, Mr. V, Mr. Virgil with a couple of other SIKs on the end of it. He was a Polish bloke, and he was our physics teacher in year 10 at Christian Brothers College. And physics to me was boring, but he made it extraordinarily boring. And uh, I went to a Catholic school, On the left-hand side of the top of your page, you had to put AMDG, all my duty to God. You had to put your name and the date. Those three things on every page that you did. A bit of a form of brainwashing, if you ask me. But anyway, that's another story. And my physics exam in year 10 was a big red biro around the top three things here, AMDG, my name and the date. Three out of a 100, you got that bit right. (laughs) The rest I got badly wrong. In fact, it was a blank page because I never studied. I know you might find that hard to believe back home, but that's a fact. Anyway, Ecclesiastes in chapter 3, and it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. Now from verse 2 uh, right through to about verse 9 or verse 8, it tells the different parts of time, which really is the... uh the life span of a human being on the earth. Most people will see one of these events. For starters, you're born and eventually we're going to die. And in between those two bookends, uh, there's all these experiences that we're going to have in our life. Some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Some of it's hard to deal with. Some of it we wouldn't choose it to ha- if we had to. Some of it we actually choose. We can choose to hate. For example, we can choose to love. It mentions there one one of the verses, I think it's in verse um, 8. Refrain from embracing. Well, must be a prophecy about COVID-19 because we can't do that at the moment. <laughs> We're all giving each other high fives and air hugs, etc. So there are things that we... Don't want to go through. There are things that we have to go through, and there are things that we choose to go through in this life, and it's all part of what we are in our time as human beings on the earth. We heard uh, both Lindas explaining their life before they came to the Lord. They they spoke of the, the desire to find truth in, in amongst a very confused world. Linda. Uh, Touching on her experience there when she received the Holy Ghost and was overwhelmed, even here today, reflecting upon uh, what had happened. And Linda is a young 15 year old Linda when she came along. And her birthday is July 27th. Is that right? Same day as my wife's. That's how I remember. In fact, I first met my wife at Crank's and uh, run by some uh, brethren. It's a health food shop. And it was in uh, November of 1982, I reckon, Linda. No, it was 81. And um, the royal, the uh, pageant was on and I was working for the council at the time and everybody on the council were giving designated parts of the road and when Father Christmas would go through, you'd open up the, the barricades and clean the streets and open up to the public. And then you'd wait for the, for the truck to pick you up and back to the depot. Everybody had to be on call on pageant day. And uh, there was a... Uh, shop there, cranks that Linda worked at, and I went down to get some orange juice while I was waiting for the truck to pick me up, and that's where I met my wife. Isn't that right, Linda? And Linda was there. (laughs) So you've been part of our past, our present, and hopefully our future, Linda, beyond today. So we're talking about time and different experience that we have. We we fall in love. Um, We fall out of love. We have children. They grow. And time continues on, as the, the physicist said, from the past to the present and into the future. In our time, uh, we've seen a lot of changes. We're living in the big changes in, the, in recent times. And some of it is forced upon us, we have to deal with it, and others are quite enjoying the, the sabbatical, the time out, and looking at their lives and reflecting upon where they're going with life. Let's look in verse 11 and it says, He hath made everything beautiful in His time, also He has set the world in their heart. This word, world, is a very interesting word. It's, it comes, I won't repeat in the, in the uh, Hebrew, but it talks about eternity. So we read that also He has set eternity. In their heart, so no man can find out the work of God that God maketh from the beginning to the end. It also talks about eternity as in always, ancient time, past and future. So we have this desire to look into our history. Uh, The moment we have our DNA, I've got sixty-nine percent. My twin sister went and did her DNA test to find out what. Her life is from me and as far as ancestry. And she's sixty-nine percent uh Celtic, Irish, so I'm her twin, so i have probably got that as well. And so people have got this fascination about you know where they're from and what, what heritage they've got and and maybe their the idiosyncrasies, their quirky ways, oh that's because I'm this and it's because I'm that, you know, Greek, German, whatever it might be. So we've got this indelible desire to know where we've come from and where we're going. And God has placed that in our hearts. So when someone says, are you interested, as Pastor Paul said to that that guy through the week, are you interested in the other realm? They go, nope, wrong. I would almost say an exaggeration of the truth. Dare I say it, if I wasn't so polite, you'd say you're lying to yourself. Because the Lord has put a seed in us that we must have that desire. We choose not to know eternity. Because in order to find eternity in the way which God's got planned, then we need to know about Jesus Christ and we need to know about His realm. And then once we establish that God has a realm, then we also conclude in this life. God has a plan for us, a desire that we would find him. So it's easy to go, no, I'm not interested in that fifth dimension. I'm not interested in the afterlife. Uh, the Irish have a view that have a wake, have a glass of whiskey, um, celebrate, don't worry about me. And we try to joke it away or trivialize it down to some sort of mean, unmeaningful thing. But the Lord here says, "God and God knows our, our soul. God knows the truth. So for all the different variables that people give in that persuasion toward eternity or the hereafter, this is what God says again. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. So he's got perfect timing. Also, he has set eternity, our desire to know where we've come from, In our hearts, every one of us in this room here today, and if you're at home this afternoon and and maybe it's the first time that you've been listening to these uh, live streams, God's calling you and he wants you to find that peace of eternity, that elusive question. Go to the health shops. Go to the scientists, they're trying to find how man can live eternally. And go to our, our movies, Back to the Future. Some imagination about the past, the present and the future, you can somehow control it. Star Wars, beam me up Scotty. The ability to transform us to a different place in a moment of time. Uh, You can look at um, the wonderful life where I was in a very old black and white movie with uh, Cary Grant, Uh, no, uh, Cary Grant I think it was, and he was able to go back in time. James Stewart, that's who it was, back, redo the bit he got wrong and come back to the present so he could get on with the next part of his life really well. There's an indelible desire to get the old bit right So it can have an impact on today so you can get on with the future and have some great life without God. That's the the desire. And you can go to music, uh, Cats in the Cradle, you know, people living their life and regretting what they've done before. You know, and the, the song is about the man who ignores his child and there's different stages of the kid's life where he wants to connect with his dad and and then that child becomes an adult and now the, the uh the father, the original father's now really old and he wants to hang out with his son, but his son's learnt to ignore his dad and he's doing his own thing. Regretful moments in relationships where I wished I'd spent more time with my wife, with my children, etc. But work consumed me. So time can be our best friend today or can be our worst enemy today, as in yesterday, as in tomorrow. And the beauty about the Lord is that in Ephesians chapter 5, he says about a promise that he will redeem the time because the days are evil. And the word redeem means he'll give back time which is lost. And I, I can't help but think about, um, thinking about this this morning, Mladen and Inga's testimony. Mladen heard the word of God. from My brother here, he, uh, he was living in his room, whatever he, Mladen was doing. Um, and the Lord heard Mladen's call from his heart. He got baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and his life changed. Inga... Sees her husband's change and dealing with her. God's dealing with her soul independently to Maladin's soul. But he saw two hearts, two people whose lives had been hit pretty hard with just living life. Why? The Bible says it. I read it in Ephesians 5. Why? The days are evil. We get distracted and things happen. For the Lord was looking at her heart in a different place, to where he was, and she heard the word of truth through her husband Maladin, and was baptized here, and the Lord wonderfully hath blessed their lives. Now that is God working at his best. In we read here that verse, part of it again. This is what God wants to do. He has made everything beautiful. In his time. So if you're seeking for the Spirit, even, and it's been a while, you've got one or two that have been pressing in for a number of years trying to seek for the Holy Spirit. Everything's beautiful in God's time. Your quest is to not approach God religiously, but to approach Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, who has brought salvation to mankind, and that your desire is amongst all else that you want to be in right standing with the Lord in your time. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, it won't be a matter of it took X amount of years or this and that. It'll be perfect timing for you. Before you receive the Holy Spirit, you can have a list as long as from the height of this building here today of all the different reasons why you haven't received. You don't know and I don't know, and the person you might be talking to, you might be a husband, or if they don't know, God knows. And you pressing in and talking and communicating with the King of the Universe, the Eternities, the Lord God, you keep talking to Him. And you'll break through, you'll receive the Holy Spirit, and you'll speak in tongues. And guess what? When you receive, there might be a list, you better go, I didn't receive because of that reason, and that reason, and the Lord will reveal it to you. But before that, is one big guessing game. None of us really know, and don't distract your attention on all the ifs, buts, and maybes. God has promised to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Hold on to God's promises, and all the people said. Let's go to um, John in chapter 1. John chapter 1. just going, why are you heading to there? So we're looking at time and how things have changed and you know, in God's time he's got a plan and um, I give a bit of a way of my age. So I remember, we just got a new washing machine this week, Asco, pretty good brand, because the other one packed up and uh, Christine used to have to bash it about 20 times just to shut the door. So we've got a, a, vacuum, a washing machine. But I, re- I was telling you this morning that I remember as a kid the washing machine where you had the ringer, you know, where you put the clothes through and the ring and squeeze out all the – do you remember that, Linda? <laughs> I shouldn't just point you, Linda. <laughs> Pastor Paul, do you remember? Yeah, and um, so that's in my lifetime. I was probably about 10 at the time. I remember my brother putting his arm through and broke his arm um, between the two ringers where you put the clothes through and it's two two ringers that runs through and squares out all the – all the water as you off the clothes that you, you're washing, and he put his arm through there and broke his arm. Well, that was only well, was only a few years ago now, but hasn't time changed? It's probably about five years ago now. Um, we had TV black and white, um, and then colour came in, and now we've got all sorts of TVs. We had, um, uh you know, once every blue moon the all night movies, because otherwise TV would shut. Just In our lifetime alone, so much has changed in our time. And and Ecclesiastes has said all that, all the different things that are going to happen in our time, but overriding that is the perfect timing of God, that when we were called to him, it was perfect timing. It wasn't early and it wasn't late. It was right on time to know the truth. And I look at that in my own life, I don't know about other people here, we've got about 10 or so, 15 people in here today. For me, if I'd received the Holy Spirit um, as a teenager, I, I respect my children immensely and my wife because they went through school as spirit-filled people. Well, I, I would have found that extremely hard. I have to say that I probably wouldn't have survived. I probably would have been one of these little brats who got kicked out of this fellowship, truth be known. I would have been rebellious. I know you find that hard to believe. I would have been difficult, opinionated, and argumentative. Do you find it hard to believe? You probably do, but I would have been. <laughs> and uh, I would have been embarrassed about Christianity. Um And if I'd been a Christian through school, I really don't know in my nature how I would have survived. But the Lord picked the right time. I don't know if I would have got through my 20s without being damaged somehow mentally. So at 30 and 40, it might have been too late in my life. But the Lord chose the exact time for me, as he does with each and every one of us. The exact time of our life. So if you've been called as teenagers or kids in the fellowship, that God's called you to him first and foremost and that he has a plan for you and a calling that you're going to go through school. It'll be tough I've read Ecclesiastes 3. It's going to be difficult, but he knows that you can do it. Otherwise, he would have waited until you got through it. So if you've been called young, there's a reason for it. Just like when the Lord called me and when he called a man by the name of Selwyn in London. And there was some young, it might have been the Allen lads, these young lads walking along on a Friday having a bit of an outreach and there was a man standing on a bridge, an old man about to kill himself because something had happened and he heard the word of life and he was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Perfect timing for Selwyn and each of us, our calling is perfectly timed by the Lord. And here we've got a story here right in the beginning of Christ's time chapter one verse forty five Philip findeth Nathaniel, saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law, and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph, up in verse one, um, some of their colleagues' friends, he findeth his own brother Simon as Andrew, and he saith unto him, We have found the Messiah." which is being interpreted of the cross. This man had been prophesied to come. People were reading and finding out, looking for signs to find out when this Messiah was going to come on the earth. And here these guys saying, we found him, he's here, he's arrived. All the centuries of the prophets and the scholars reading to try and find uh, an indicator that he was coming soon or who it would be. And here's these fishermen saying, the Messiah has arrived on time, he's here right now. And Philip tells Nathaniel Nathaniel says to him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him, and he said unto him, Behold an Israelite, in him is no guile, no deceit, no dishonesty, no deception. That's where this word means. A very clear minded young man at the time. Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? How do you know me? Jesus answered, said unto him, now How's this? This was going to be the time breaker. This is almost fifth dimensional thinking. Jesus answered unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. He was in a different location. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art king of Israel. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I saw thee, because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree. Believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than this. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, and truly, truly, I say unto you, hereafter, you shall see heaven, this dimension that Christ was coming to bring about, open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, Messiah coming to bring eternity to mankind, but in God's way, in God's time and in God's beautiful, perfected way to bring salvation to mankind, the wonderful, redempting power of Jesus Christ. Let's go to uh John Chapter Nine, so I just get this imagery of of Nathaniel, probably which says he has no guile, so he's probably thinking about things under the fig tree, nice shady tree, and the Lord saw it, saw his heart, knew everything about him, and Nathaniel was persuaded that this was the Son of God. He became the apostle later on, he became an important part of the gospel age that you and I are part of, the gospel time, of healings, of miracles, of perfect timing. Uh, Ecclesiastes talks about if the tree fall to the south, it fall to the south and it land hith- hithithoever it will. In, in its natural life, Whatever is whatever, it happens, things happen. We don't have to get up, look overly for things in this life. But once we come to the Lord, we've got to believe that the Lord is orchestrating events and looking out for our life and things happen for a reason. Sometimes we don't know what those reasons are. But he reveals himself and his plan bit by bit through our life. And there are chapters of our life where what he's got planned is so clear. That we would need almost enough to make a decision about it. But equally, the Lord is our Heavenly Father, God Almighty, and Jesus Christ is our brother spiritually. And they're teaching us to make good decisions about living in this eternal realm, this realm that we can't see. So there are going to be times when we actually don't know what He wants us to do. And it's not clear. And we're having to then rest and wait and look to Him because in His time, everything is well and everything has a reason for it. And the most ridiculous of things that come up that we don't know why, later on we think, that's why that happened. That's why I didn't get that job. That's why I was unemployed for that little while because another part of my life needed attention too and the Lord was giving me a bit of space so I could prepare myself for the next chapter of my life. God does it all well in his time. And we've got John in chapter 9. Jesus passed by verse 1. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. His disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned nor his parents, but the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is today. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. So He was shining a light on the future gospel age that we live in. And we had some prayer for people today to be healed. That's our gospel age. People living past present future situations they were smokers and they came to the lord they had cancer from that way of life and they got healed um papua new guinea people with aids and illicit illicit lifestyle they get baptized filled with the holy ghost there's not a question whether he sinned Whether his parents did, that he was sick. He was in the world. He was in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 9, buffeting through life. But in God's beautiful time, those individuals heard the gospel and their lives changed. And they were introduced to the gospel age that we live in, the gospel time of repentance, baptism, the field of the Holy Ghost speak in tongues, walk on with God, and get our victories. That's what the Lord wants you and I to have. A world where we had fight or flight, a world where we had to fight tooth and nail to get anywhere in life, a world where we were in control of our own destiny as much as we could. Dog-eat-dog world, traffic jams of life. And we came to the Lord, And the Lord said, give me your steering wheel. I'm going to take over from now on. I'm going to drive the vehicle of your life. And we're now letting the Lord do that. People get healed, they get set free, they get delivered, and they have beautiful lives in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this man, blind from birth, just imagine that. Imagine that day when his eyes were open and he saw all the colours, a lot of colours in this room. What a wonderful day for that man. He's just been brought into the realm, the spiritual realm of Jesus Christ. To, to see colours that we take for granted. I'm looking at the signs at the, what the, they called? Cool? The posters, whatever. Panels, thank you, Pastor Paul. Of uh, olive green, of probably burnt orange, royal blue, all the way the pattern is green, blue, blue. And the colours continue out the panelling and uh, different colors that people are wearing and Dr. Darren's got his checkered shirt with his bright tie. You'll find in the moment. And Paul Deeb with a nice green t-shirt. <laughs> so we've all got different. Imagine waking up on that day, you're blind, you've been blind from birth and Jesus Christ comes and heals you and you open your eyes for the first time in your life you can see That's the realm that we live in. God heals the sick. And he's not interested in the realm that we lived before, the time that we lived before, but he comes to bring salvation of repentance, baptism. Sometimes people try to have an emphasis on the importance of baptism or the importance of repentance or the importance of, overly importance of, of receiving the Holy Ghost. We're going to read the salvation message for you is repentance, turn from your old way of life, recognize the time that you live in, the realm that you live in is temporal, but you can access the eternal throne of grace because that's a desire in your heart, that seed that the Lord planted from the moment you were born. I want to know where of my ancestors and I want to know where I'm going. God wants to show you those things to you. Let's go to, um, Nelly. we're going to go to Romans in chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, all have sinned. That's the time world that we live in. Everything's happened in this life. And although at a scientific level things have changed, I mean, we've got the doomsday clock that is measured by uh, scientific and technical knowledge. But it's also measured by how close it gets to midnight, which is the end of the world, the end of the age, the end of this time. And it's a metaphor of things that are measured that are happening in this world today. COVID-19 has added a couple seconds onto the uncertainty when science or medicine or te- te- technology is, is unguarded, unchecked. Atomic warfare or atomic bombs, etc. In 1995, that clock was at 14 minutes. And here we are, 100 seconds to midnight. So in, in, in the world itself, is measuring that time is temporal in this world today. And man has sinned, as the Lord says here in verse 12. Verse 13, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, After the similitude of Adam's transgression, he sinned in the garden, and then the Lord banished him from the garden, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offence, so is also the free gift. For if through the offence of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many. All of us here today in this room, we've all been baptized and spirit-filled. We're going to enter into communion time now. And the Lord is calling you, if you're visiting here, watching, to go from your natural realm that today it might be time beautiful where you meet God. And the realm of healing, of miracles, of signs and wonders, Become your portion. And when you pass away, we go on to live for eternity. Let's look and see how we can do that, shall we? We And go to Acts chapter two, just to finish on. Acts chapter two. So we've gone right through the different phases of time. Our time, God's time, the limitations, the problems with this time world that we live in compared to the times that the Lord wants to give his people. This is written in the book of Acts, right after Jesus Christ has died and raised from the dead. He's in the seated in the right hand of the Father. And Peter the Apostle receives the Holy Spirit with 120. And there are many people listening and watching, observing all that's going on at the time. And it says here the people that he was talking to. You now when, when they heard these things about the history of the Lord, the past, reasons of what Christ did, the coming of the Messiah. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord God shall call. We've got a past, Jesus, on the cross. We've got a present where people receive the Holy Spirit, and we've got a future. But Peter said this promise, this message of salvation is to you and all that are far off that's here, here, us here today. God has a past, present, future realm too, but it's full of miracles, it's full of signs and wonders And it's full of people that have found their peace with God. And we hope you find that here today, this afternoon. And all the people said, Amen.